0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Huddle. It's The Huddle. Um, Today is, we're going to just fly by the handle. Uh, We just want to talk. So I guess it's just one big hear me out.
1: One big hear me out. Wait, before we we dive in, though, it is my mom's birthday. Oh, Uh, yes. Carla Willis, happy birthday, mom. You're the best to ever do it. You're beautiful. I love you. God bless you. Happy birthday. I wish their happy birthday on Facebook this morning. I yeah, started yeah, to text her.
0: I'm a texter. <laughs> I need to stop starting to do things. Oh, my God, it's hot in here. Bro, yes, Y'all, it is. Y'all, we're recording in a hot room, so Jesus. Okay.
1: But hear me out, bro. Like We were already talking before this, low-key, so we're just going to keep it going. Yeah. Um, um, We were talking
0: about, I was reading, isn't his name Blind Bartimaeus? Is that in the Bible? I don't know. It's in Luke. Luke, okay. This is something God's been showing me the past few days, and I've known the story. Luke eighteen, starting Mm. at verse thirty-five to forty-three, and it's just talking about how when Jesus was going into Jericho, um, there was a blind man sitting on the roadside, and he heard Jesus walking by, and um, he yelled out. He asked. First of all, he asked. Who is that? What's going on? And they said, it's Jesus of Nazareth walking by. And then after they heard or after he got his answer, he immediately started yelling, Jesus, Jesus, you know, and they were trying to tell him to be quiet. They were trying to tell him to be quiet. And I was just telling Austin before we even started recording. It's just like God was showing me how um, dignity will get you in trouble. A lot of us, honestly, are damned by dignity. Mm. Like, we would see such a greater response from the Lord if we would stop being so dignified with our request to him. Like, mm. sometimes I feel like we are—because when you're dignified, that means you have other answers. That means you have an attitude of, oh, it's not that serious, or my mm-hmm. need isn't that great. But this man had a disability. Wow. He was lacking something that everyone else had. And so dignity, you know, he, he was willing to break protocol. Wow he was willing to break protocol because for them the protocol was when jesus come by they're just standing there looking at him Mm -hmm. but is it protocol or is it just a lack of knowledge see because i think ooh, i feel like desperation knows when it's in the presence of an answer Mm -hmm. and so when you're desperate and you know you're in the presence of an answer you're gonna that desperation is gonna make you break
1: protocol Mm -hmm. yeah and you have to know that you're desperate, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the word says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yes. Some people don't know that they're desperate yes. yet. They haven't got there yet. And um, <clears throat> I mean, it's funny. Initially, we were going to talk about the issue of racism and all the things that are going on with George Floyd, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. in, in the in the world. And um, man, I truth, truth be told, man, I feel like the nation is uh, or a part of the nation is screaming almost like blind Bartimaeus Mm -hmm. and there are there's another part of the nation that is trying to tell him to shut up
0: yep yep but that's that's oh you want to know why because there's always someone who is not um persecuted by protocol that doesn't understand why it's broken Mm. when you're not persecuted by protocol you don't understand why protocol is broken Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah that's good man um it's almost like the protocol just benefits you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you're interrupting my way of life, mm-hmm. then that, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if your way of life has been the, the for lack of a better term, knee on your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an issue until it ruins what's going on in my life. Exactly. And, um, man, I think that's why, like, people have these questions why would God allow this in the in the midst of the pain and stuff? People ask God, like, why would God allow all this stuff to happen and, and, and whatnot? And sometimes I believe God will allow things to happen so that we can learn mm-hmm. from it. So the people that are persecuted, um, are desperate, will get to the point where they can cry out. Mm-hmm. And for the people who are not, to truly learn what mercy is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, we know that the word says, the way that, people will know that we're followers of Christ is by how we love each other. Right. And I don't think you can love someone by not being close to them, by not making their hurts your hurts. You know, their issues, your issues. Right. And so if somebody's at the place of desperation, whether it's with racism or just getting to the end of themselves or getting to the end of their, you know, finances or something. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody who loves that person, they're going to step in with him. Exactly. You know, um, it's so crazy, bro. Exactly. Yesterday, there was a girl, uh, there's a friend of one of my other friends. And uh, long story short, she got into this situation where she got pulled over for a broken taillight. Um, and then when the cop came, the cop said, hey, do you know that you're driving with a suspended license? whoa. All this stuff, all this crazy stuff happens. Seems like her world just flipped upside down in an instant. Mm-hmm. And so the cop obviously took her license, um, you know, took the plates, all this stuff, and she was stranded out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, like, she's just sitting out like, what am I going to do? Now, let me go ahead and say, too, she is, um, and she'll tell you this, she is a, a white 20, early 20 um, college student and did not go to jail. Of course. With a, with a, um, driving with a suspended license because there was a mess up in the insurance and all that stuff. You know, she did not go to jail, but we'll talk about that later. What I want to get to is the part where a friend and I, we went and, um, helped her, like, tow her car to a safe location, um, and pretty much just, like, kind of chauffeured her for the rest of the day, you know, treated her to dinner and all this stuff. Um, Simply because we were her friends. Mm -hmm. Like we saw that she was in a she was in a position where she could not help herself. No matter where she looked or turned, she needed help. And she reached out to somebody that she believed were her friends and they came and helped because they had the power to do so. Mm -hmm. And in her mind, she was like, man, if I didn't have friends then I don't know, I would be stranded. I don't know what I would do. Right. And I said, that's what friends are for. You don't really have a friend. You can't say that you're somebody's friend until you're in a situation like that. That's true. And you see who your true friends are. That's true. So all that to say, as um, Christians, we're suppo- we call each other brothers and sisters and friends. You know, a brother and sister is supposed to be closer than a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get to the place where in, in our country, As Christians, black, white, blue, green, Asian, Hispanic, all this stuff, we have brothers and sisters who are just like that girl Mm -hmm. yesterday who are stranded on the side of the road and have no way to help themselves. But somebody else has power to do so. And instead of coming to the rescue to help, Mm -hmm. they just sit on the side and almost like Blind Bartimaeus, tell you to be be quiet. quiet. Yep. Yep. And that's my issue. Um. I know it's not really structured, but that's what's been on my heart, and I just had to get it out there because I feel like as Christians, um, truth be told, a lot of Christians are scared because they are addicted to the approval of the people around them. Mm -hmm. They're addicted to the approval of the people who go to their church. They're addicted to the approval of people who follow them on Facebook and other social media. They're addicted to the approval of their family members who might not – think the same way they think because they've thought that way for generations. Yep. And you're scared. And the issue is things don't change until people in power make the changes. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even with segregation, it wasn't until, you know, white people started marching with With Dr. King and other African Americans that, you know, the other people in the country said, okay, maybe this is a big enough issue mm-hmm. to start making some changes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not putting it all on white people. I'm just saying, if you have a voice, now is the time to use it.
0: And to speak up and say something. I, I think that, um, you know, it's it is it is frustrating when you see the ones who are your friends, quote-unquote mm-hmm. friends, who are very silent in times like this. Yeah. Because... We were very outspoken against the government when they were telling us to be locked down and that we had to cancel our weddings and cancel our graduations and cancel our birthday parties and whatever other plans that we had. We were very vocal about how we thought it was unfair, unjust, unconstitutional. Hmm. But where is that passion when you see someone unjustively murdered on film? Murdered on film. Mm-hmm. Where is that? And I saw, um, because there, the, the thing that happens that I don't like is we try to blur the lines of communication when this, when this issue comes up. For example, I was reading through some comments yesterday. And by the way, I got off of social media because I, I just really cannot. I was reading some comments anyway, and they were just saying, like, why is it an issue when, you know, a cop does it when African-Americans don't? We're not talking about that right now. This is not the time to bring up black-on-black crime. I'm not saying black-on-black crime isn't an issue. It is an issue, and it is something that should be fixed and addressed, but not today. Because today, that's not what we're talking about. Because you cannot put those in the same category. You want to know why? Because while two African-Americans or two white people should not kill each other, If you are an officer and you take an oath, you are sworn to protect the citizens. And so now we don't have white on black crime. This isn't just white on black hate Mm -hmm. or black on white hate. This is police on citizen crime. You are supposed you are preying on those who you're supposed to protect. And then you use the excuse of, oh, I'm fearing for my life. That's not the case. And then I was I was watching somebody else. She was saying, like, well, have you I read somebody's comments rather? And she was saying, like, you know, well, I don't know. I'd rather my husband put a knee in the neck to come and come home alive and blah. blah. I'm like, lady, he was handcuffed. He was handcuffed. So you can't use that. as. And then not only was he handcuffed, but there were more officers present. So what's your excuse here? There's no reason that you can justify
1: someone being dead. Right. And I think the issue, the main issue, is how desensitized to death our country has become. Mm -hmm. Death. A dead man. Like, when's the last... You caught a death on camera. Seriously. That is not normal. No. It's not normal to see somebody die on camera. And so many people... Will ignore the fact that he died in the middle of the those were his last breaths. That's somebody's dad, that's somebody's uncle, somebody's brother who died in the middle of the street. And people just do not acknowledge that fact. That Mm -hmm. he died. Mm -hmm. It does not it no longer matters what he did in twenty seventeen. No longer matters what he was doing twenty minutes before the altercation happened. Yes, nothing justifies murder. Murder. Nothing
0: justifies that. How can you justify Because you have people who are like, well, I need to wait and see the facts. What fact is there that will justify the the fact that he's murdered? What what could you possibly see? I don't care if he robbed a store. Yeah, it's wrong, but he shouldn't die. Mm -hmm. How can you justify the fact that this man is murdered? You want to know what the issue is? Because you don't look like that person. It's not you. It's not your loved one. Mm-hmm. And until it is, for some people, that's when you'll take it serious. And this isn't just white people. There are some black people who feel like this isn't a big deal. Until it's your uncle, your brother, your cousin, your friend, you won't take this serious.
1: Yep. Absolutely, man. And I stand, I still stand on the moment you care more about being right than you care about the person. You are wrong.
0: Yes. And you're still wrong because you're never going to be right because there's nothing right about the situation. There is. There's nothing. There's nothing right. Like you, you're not even going to get a chance to be right in this situation. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And you know, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's very sickening. You know, I, I wrote a post and I was just like, you know, it's really hard to walk out James 119, be slow to anger, um, in situations like this. But we know that we're not governed by our feelings is strictly, strictly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like zero percent, negative 15 percent of L.A., all Holy Spirit. Um, because, you know, I, a part of me feels like with the church, we're very vocal about pro-life and about mm-hmm. don't kill person. But how long are you pro-life? You need to be pro-life the whole life. Like what? Right. how a pro-life person should be very loud right now mm-hmm. because it's still murder. Right. Mm hmm. It's still murder. And people who are pro-life scream, you shouldn't kill the child because you, you're you responsible for them. You're supposed to uh, protect them and provide for them. As a police officer, are you not to protect these people? Even if they should break the law, even if they're in the wrong, yes, arrest somebody because they're in the wrong. Okay, fine. But don't kill them.
1: Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, man. It's,
0: it's a very demonic, very demonic mindset when you can look at that and just see no problem. Very,
1: Yeah. And that is why I, I had a conversation today with a friend, and I said, as much as this sucks, as much as as this makes people's feelings um, just rile up in anger, this is not a battle of flesh and blood. No, it's this not. is still a battle of the spirits. Yep. It's a, it's still a battle that has to be fought on our knees. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm so passionate about this because. Like you said, man, the the church is often vocal about issues like homosexuality, Mm -hmm. um, um, pro-life, abortion, um, all this other stuff, cussing, Mm -hmm. you know, all this little petty stuff. But the one thing you should be really vocal about, murder and Mm -hmm. and institutionalized murder. Mm -hmm. That should be talked about more than anything else because that's the pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. You know, coronavirus is really not like this is... Uh, this has been a pandemic that has been going on for years. And it's sad that it's taken, you know, a quarantine to to see something like that and get people even just talking about it again. Um, as like as the church, though, I get some people don't get it. Like, I understand that part. You haven't been in situations where you've had to, like, think about death. Things have been lined up in your life and things like that. And you haven't really had to think about the hard issues. Mm-hmm. But this is when your faith counts. This is when you can test to see if there are things in your heart that you didn't know were there. Yeah. Like truth be told, there are some people who have prejudice in their heart, racism in their heart, and don't know it. Yep. Because one thing I hate to see is, is somebody who doesn't speak up until they're speaking up for the other side. Mm-hmm you know they're speaking up for why people shouldn't be protesting but mm-hmm. you never spoke on the death of the person exactly like you uh, people try to say they play both sides but you never played the side of the person who died right you never once put yourself in their shoes and and, and talked about grace and mercy where where is the grace and mercy when somebody's on the ground handcuffed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we preach about it in church but when it's somebody who is Obviously, helpless mm-hmm. saying they can't breathe, we don't talk about mercy, we don't talk about grace, we just talk about who and what broke the law. yep, like we we understand it, or some people understand it in the church as far as no, we're no longer condemned, like we're not no longer head, held to the standards of the of the law because Jesus died for us. so when does that stop when it's us who who are in charge of? condemning somebody or showing grace or showing mercy. Like Jesus said, give as freely as you have been given. And we will be dumb to say that we have never been given mercy or grace because we're still here breathing. So the least that we can do is give the grace and mercy for somebody who has passed away. You know, at least like as a Christian, regardless of what they've done, you should at least be praying for them to have their soul saved. Mm -hmm. Praying that they were like wishing that they would have been shown mercy in that situation, not trying to find a way to justify what happened to them. Right. You know, no matter what the situation was, everybody in this world is in need of grace and mercy. We all need it. And this is this is a situation where we're standing face to face on what we're going to offer. And a lot of us are, are simply on the side of condemnation because condemnation is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Grace and mercy is what's crazy. And I just, I mean, I know I'm rambling here, but I want to address the African American community personally. Um, My heart ached seeing that video. It took me a while to process, but when I truly put myself in that man's shoes, and saw my brother, my twin brother, Mm -hmm. on the street like that, my uncle on the street, my dad on the street like that, you know, it hit different. Mm -hmm. And I said, that could have easily been a family member of mine that, that was on the ground like that. My heart ached. I was angry. I cried. But through that, I had to learn. I had to truly ask myself, what would Jesus do? how are we really going to make a change here? Is me being angry going to make a change or is it going to give people another foothold to try to validate what happened to that man? Like, I always say do what's crazy because that's the only thing that really changes things. And so if you are in a place where you're feeling angry and you're feeling just so hurt, I I understand, I feel you. But I I just encourage you to really go back and pray because God, now is the time. Now is the time that you get to do what is crazy. You get Mm -hmm. to do what nobody else has done. You get to give the thing that they didn't give you. You get to give the mercy that he was not shown, that our ancestors were not shown back in the day. You get to give the grace that he was not shown, that you haven't been shown. And that's when things change. I believe there's even a proverb that says, like, um, you know, bless those that, that curse you and stuff. And doing so, you'll put heaps of burning coal on, on, their, the, head. on their head. Yeah. That's how you fight. And, and it's not even from a place of revenge. But that's just how the, how the grace of God works. That's why it didn't make sense when Jesus was dying that in the midst of, of doing something, he ha- like of going through something he didn't deserve, he still had the strength to say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about how this is a, it's a spiritual thing. All these people who are even voicing this stuff and, and committing the crimes and stuff truly don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know the, the, the effects of everything that they're doing. And as Christians, we have a charge to pray for them. We have a charge to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the best way that we can do that is by loving each other through it all, like changing the narrative. I know that we all want to sit back in this narrative of of even being oppressed. And as true as that is, we have to change it. That might be our reality right now, but we have to operate in a way that is not. We have to operate in a way that says, although you do this, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to treat you like you oppressed me. I'm going to treat you like you treated me equally. And God will bless you. God will change their heart. Like, I'm a firm believer that love is the only thing that changes anything in this world. Hate just increases hate. Like, if you get angry, they rile up and get angry. And there's two sides. But what happens when somebody stands up flat-footed? What if we had a video... God forbid, but what if we had a video of somebody in that same situation, knee on their neck, and said, God bless you. I hope that God forgives you for this because you don't know what you're doing. Although you're doing this, I love you. How different would that video be? Now, I'm saying, God forbid that happened, but there is no denying that act of love because it's the same thing that Jesus did in the midst of, of dying for somebody who had hurt him so bad had the strength, that's the true strength, to say, I still love you. I still love you. I still care about you as a person. I still know that it's really the enemy doing this through you, and and I'm going to see you as a brother or a sister. How different would the world react to that? And so I'm just challenging, challenging us because my heart hurts, and and the man who died on camera does not have the opportunity to make amends or do anything, but we do. We can control how we love people. We can use this as an opportunity to love harder, to really just rise up and into the unity that we already have with, with people who don't look like us. And for the ones who are on the other side, this is the time to step up. This is a time to use your voice. This is the time to stand with the brothers and sisters who might not have an equal shot right now as far as their voice goes. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you are, I mean, I'm just going to be straight up here. If you are a white or even like Hispanic or Asian person right now, the best thing that you can do is stand with us. Stand with us. Stand on what is right. I'm not saying you got to go out there and, 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 um, and lewd and do all this crazy stuff. No, don't do that. But, yeah, please don't do that. But, like, use your voice. Stand up. And, and if you don't understand something, try to. Like, sit down and ask somebody, what is this like for you? I didn't understand this. like, And admit the prejudice you might have in your heart. Pray and ask God if there's anything in your heart that is stopping you from speaking up. And standing with a person that looks like might be aggressive right now or might mm-hmm. be emotional right now, what's preventing you from from standing with that person? So, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I just, ha- I just, it's been something that's just been on my heart for so long um, because as sad as this is, this is not the first time I've seen this. Th- I mean, I've had my own personal experiences with mm-hmm. stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Granted by God's grace, I'm still here. I'm still alive, but I have been in situations where it's been scary, and things could have went south. Yeah. But I don't, man. I just, I, I really pray that that we can humble ourselves as a nation, so that God will heal the land. I think things can be so frustrating because we're looking at how we can change things as people. We've talked about in other podcasts that we can't change people. Nope. And just because this situation is different, the, the, the principle still applies. We cannot change people. But we can continue to pray for them. We can continue to humble ourselves before the Lord and trust that He is the only one who gives true justice. He's the only one who can change hearts. He's the only one that can right wrongs. It's hard, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It is really hard. And I mean, I wish that this was more put together on my part, but it's just how I felt. Um, It's just what I had to get out because I'm I'm tired. I am tired of of the same conversations, I'm tired of, the, of, of people not having conversations that need to be had. And I'm tired of people turning a blind eye to stuff that's right in your face. I hate to say I have friends who will, not, who will go days without talking to me until this blows over and then strike up another conversation because of just how uncomfortable this situation is. It sucks because we're buddy-buddy until something like this happens and as much as um, as much as i i would love to just pretend like nothing is happening i can't because this could have easily been me it could have easily been me so man i just pray for me man please pray for me i am
0: I'm, I'm truly silent i just i'll express this with my pen i have to write this one out i can't talk it out right now
1: yeah I understand that, man. Yeah. But with that being said, man, I guess we should give him one. Uh,
0: I don't even have strategy right now. Like, I, I, you already know my personality is mm-hmm. a little different. So I'm just silent right now.
1: Yeah. Well, if we had to give you a strategy, man, um, I would just say... Obviously pray. Mm-hmm. Pray for your own heart. Pray God to reveal to you. Pray for God to reveal to you the areas in your heart that you may have even been lying to yourself about. On both ends. Pray and ask God to heal our nation. Pray and ask God to um, bring unity, like genuine unity. Not a unity that says, you know, we finally can do this or that, but unity that cares about each other. No matter what color we look like, no matter what profession we we have, no matter what our status is. True unity. And two, is just if you have if, if you are in a place where you're just uninformed, the best place to go is not Google, is not statistics, but an actual person. Mm-hmm. A person, if if you say you have friends that are African American, that you that you go to church with, talk to them. Talk to them. Allow them
0: to introduce themselves, like we talked about in the the previous podcast. Yes,
1: it has to be personal. Issues like this don't mean anything unless they're personal. So make it personal. Find somebody that is that that could have that could have easily been on, on the ground and ask them. About how they feel. Just get down in the mud with them. And third, pray. Pray, 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 pray. I say pray because that's the only thing that changes anything. We can't do it out of our own strength. We can't expect other people to change. But we can pray and trust that God is going to make all the changes that he he needs to make in our hearts and in, in our lives and in the justice system and all this stuff. Yeah. That's
0: great. I, I, I just... I can't. I think the only way to get this out of me is just to to truthfully write it. Uh, I, I just can't. I cannot express how I feel in words right now, verbally.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I feel just so scrambled even trying to do
0: it. Yeah, You know, it's funny because I knew, like, when we talked about talking about this, I told Austin, I was just like, yo, you're going to have to talk about it because I am just not really um, able right now to talk about it. I'm a little upset and, you know, just the wisdom um, and the... uh, spirit you just know when to be quiet there's a time for everything and this is a time for me to just be quiet and and not necessarily express it one thing I know um, is that God has definitely given me given me the gift of communication communication is not always verbal um, I think that this could be something that the ministry of Kingdom over castles is always going to talk about the things no one wants to talk about hmm. that doesn't mean that it's going to always come from me um, my goal just as a leader is to always bring someone to bring you content that will help you grow, but will challenge you at the same time. And whether that's for me or somebody else. And um, as far as this goes for me, I'm just not really ready to verbalize how I feel because I don't have the appropriate words or feelings. And I'm not one to lie and act like I do. So um, I will I, I, we'll discuss this. Some other way I will have to discuss it Some other way Honestly. So Do um,
1: you want to pray? Let's pray man um, First Before we pray bro I just want to say um, I apologize If that came off As aggressive In any way Shape or form um, But I am passionate About it And uh, With a, a topic As serious as this um, Sometimes just That's just how It comes out So I just pray that um, that this has not led anyone astray, has not discouraged anyone or or made anyone feel um, bad about themselves or just anything like that. But with that being said, let's um, thank you,
0: because, you know, before like and see, that is why Austin talked about this. Like, thank you for for doing this, because thank you
1: it's hard but
0: (laughs) see my personality would not even apologize i would have been like and that's it (laughs) but you know wisdom amen
1: (sighs) definitely father lord we just thank you for um just another opportunity to come and just have conversation lord um we thank you for just another day of you being on the throne and you just being so sovereign and full of mercy and grace. Lord, I, I just pray for each and every person that tunes into this podcast, that listens to this, that um, that you would just cover them and their families. You would protect them and, and remind them of how much you love them. Um, Lord, I ask that you would just even encourage them to acts of love, uh, challenge them in the places they need to be challenged, reveal to them the areas in their hearts that they need to reveal to you or just release to you, Lord. Um, Lord, just I ask that you would heal those who are listening to this that may be struggling with um, the situations that are going on in the world, situations that are painful and hard to understand, Lord. Um, I ask that you would just heal their hearts, be their comforter in this season, and I even rebuke any schemes of the enemy that would try to turn someone's heart away from you and, and try to make them believe that you are not a God of mercy, that you are not a God of love, or you, or that you are a God that does not care about them. Um, Lord, I rebuke any of those things in Jesus' name, Lord. I ask that you would just continue to do a work in our hearts and Um, and just continue to bless this ministry. I ask that you would just keep your hand on L.A. as he makes decisions for uh, this ministry. Um, Lord, I ask that you would just keep your hand on pastors and ministries across the nation as they take steps to um, find their way in in this world in regards to these situations going on and really step out to be the leaders that you've called us to be, um, the true light of the world, the salt of the earth, Lord. Um, so with all these things, Lord, we just ask you, um, in Jesus name, and we thank you for it in advance in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.